Realtor.com is making a stand for buyer representation, and you can too. Join Realtor.com in sharing the list of 111 things buyer's agents do. Visit Realtor.com slash buyer agent toolkit to help spread the word. Buyer agents are essential. Welcome to The Real Trending Podcast, where your host, Steve Murray, founder of Real Trends Consulting and a senior advisor to Housing Wire, offers insight and analysis on three trending real estate issues. Steve's 30 plus years in the industry allows him to give you a deeper understanding of today's real estate business happenings. Hi, this is Steve Murray for Real Trends and HW Media. Thanks for joining us today. Three things I'd like to comment on. Most coming out of our Gathering of Eagles conference, which we just finished at the Broadmoor Hotel in Colorado Springs, with over 350 industry professionals in attendance. Three things. Artificial intelligence, or AI, and big data. What does it mean? Two, the growing choices for housing consumers. Is that the real change that's going on? And last, observations from the GOE. No one is taking the market for granted anymore. Relationships matter more than ever. And when you hire, hire hungry, humble, and smart. Okay. Artificial intelligence, AI, and big data. We had a number of presentations from companies that offer a variety of tools using new data analytics, looking at consumer data, looking at MLS data and sales data to build tools that help brokerage leaders act smarter. Tools such as Relytics, and SmartZip, and 3Data Pulse, and Teradatum, and Echovate were featured. Interesting, we have tools now that will alert an agent as to which people in their database are more likely to be selling or buying with some very high levels of probability. Not only that, but some of these tools in examining an agent's database of clients and customers will actually alert them that they actually lost a purchase or a sale of a home to people that are in their database because they forgot to stay in touch. For brokerage companies, tools that help identify Not only who are their good prospective agents, people that might be willing to join their company, or agents who have a high probability of looking at different brokerage options for their business, but actually can also help pinpoint those agents which a brokerage is most likely to lose, and for what reasons, along with a myriad of other information. So the interesting thing about all this is it's actually AI and big data is producing real benefits and real tools for agents and brokers. 
But not only the panelists, but the brokers in the audience, in their interaction with the panelists and the Q&A, it becomes abundantly clear that brokers and agents and teams not only need to be aware of these tools and their capabilities, but need to change their behavior in terms of the time and effort they're going to take to interact with these tools and make better decisions for their brokerage or for their practice because of these tools. Because there are only going to be more of them and they're only going to get smarter. And the agents who use these tools or the brokers who use these tools and really change their, for instance, allocation of time that they take to look at this data and make decisions and act on it are over a period of time going to succeed more. There's just no question about that. It doesn't put aside relationships and the importance of your skills and your mindset, but it does say you now have access to information that improve your odds of success and cut down on the time you might spend shotgunning. So secondly, changes in the brokerage business. And we can look at this from two points of view. One, we know that there are a large number of well-funded new brokerage startups that have, in many cases, far different business models than the incumbents in our industry. Firms like Side, firms like Compass, firms like EXP, firms like Fathom, United Real Estate, Rex, we could go on and on. They get funding, they get significant funding, and they're coming at the industry in many different ways. And certainly that is changing the nature of competition in the brokerage business. But the other big change is to look at the variety of offerings for consumers, take a step back and take a broad look at the new offerings for consumers. Certainly over the last few years, we noted the rise of iBuyers, as we refer to them, Zillow, Redfin, OfferPad, OpenDoor, and others, not to mention dozens of major brokerage companies or large teams offering some kind of iBuyer program. That gives incredible new advantages to consumers because they have more choices of how to sell homes. Recently, over the last few years, we have what we'll generally call bridge financing. We'll provide you the cash to buy your home before you sold your existing home and create this incredible liquidity opportunity for consumers to help ease the friction in moving from home A to home B. And what this all means is underneath the change in brokerage competition is the explosion in options for consumers provided by all kinds of financing options to either sell their home or buy their next home or both buy their next home and sell their current home. And it's more that explosion that brokers should be paying attention to as opposed to just who's competing for my agents and what their charges are and what their splits are and whether they have a hundred million or two billion behind them. 
because certainly brokers know how to adapt to changing competition for agents. We've been doing that for 40 years. But this wave of new companies that are helping consumers by giving consumers directly options for how they buy and sell, by providing capital and liquidity to that process, that may end up being the biggest change of them all and one that all brokers should be paying attention to. Lastly, from the Real Trends Gathering of Eagles, our 30th that we just held at the Broadmoor, three key things. All the principal owners down there in all the formal discussions and panels, as well as the informal discussions on the back deck or on the golf course at the Broadmoor, not a single CEO that we talk to is taking this market for granted as if it's going to go on forever. The truth is unit sales on an annualized basis have already slowed down from where they were three months ago, six months ago, nine months ago. Now, they're still above last year, and we're still going to have an increase in unit sales this year from all viewpoints. But brokers understand this has been a surge. It's been a good surge. And the economics were extremely favorable to brokerage companies over the last 12 months. But brokers were already getting prepared in their minds for has this market slows because of affordability and lack of inventory, rising mortgage rates, which are certainly going to come, that this market is not one that you just assume is going to go on forever. So don't make that mistake. Second, despite all the technologies that are now available in this industry, and there are some very good ones, and they are very important for most agents and brokers to run their businesses more efficiently, there was a broad consensus that what causes large brokers to do well and others not is the focus on leadership's time and effort on the relationships with agents, teams, and their staff. That it is, in fact, whether you're recruiting or you're developing people or retaining people, it is relationships that are still at the top of the heap, and the culture that you build is still of vital importance to the success of an agent's business or a broker's business. Lastly, one of the great lessons among many that we heard from Patrick Lencioni of the Table Group, the one I drew the most from, and that every broker ought to really focus on, it's found in his book called The Ideal Team Player. I can't recommend that book enough. In addition to Patrick Lencioni's recent book, The Motive, but focus on the ideal team player and he concentrates on how and who do you hire. You look for those people that are hungry, they're ambitious, they want to work hard, they're humble, they're not pushy, they're not arrogant, they believe being a part of a team is important, working collaboratively, so that's humbleness and smart and not IQ but more emotional IQ. Smart. How do you get along with other people? How do you communicate with other people? 
I think Lencioni hit the nail on the head with this one. Hire, when you hire people, look for hunger, look for humbleness, and look for emotional smartness. This has been Steve Murray for Real Trends and HW Media. Thank you for listening to Real Trending. To stay up to date on the current trends in the industry, subscribe to our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more.